Hello, Star Wars fans, and welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council Podcast. I am joined today by Dave and Allie. Say hello, boys. Hello, boys. Hello, hello boys. <laughs> Thought we'd start this out a little bit differently. Allie, say hi. Justin, that's the first time I've ever done what the presenter has asked me to do. <laughs> Boy, is that is the See, first time? I wonder it if they realise that. See, it's not Alex. Acquiesce <laughs> to your request. So from now on, I'm going to do this. Hello, boys. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> Welcome everybody. We'll try to keep it PG tonight. <laughs> and Dave, say hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. You you need to introduce yourself. I know, last time I didn't do that, and that's why I was going to get to that here at the end. I am your host, Red Eye Jedi. I am uh, going to be with you guys here for the next uh, hour or so, maybe longer. It depends on how long we crack on here talking about this. But we are here today to talk about Episode 6 and Obi-Wan Kenobi series in general. So, I think uh, we have a lot to talk about, so we should press on. Let's start with first thoughts. Who wants to go? My favorite boy, Dave Can. <laughs> oh boy, what have I done, Dave? Yes, I'm not certain I'm enjoying that myself. <laughs> I know. What did I do? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ali. That's right. <laughs> um, what did I think? First thoughts. There were lots to like about it. I would, I would say that. I would say of all the episodes so far, it was my favorite episode um i think in some ways it has improved my initial doubts and has managed to fix a couple of them but there are still flaws overall flaws in how this butts up against what what we did know was canon and i've seen lots of people try to justify that online i don't necessarily agree with it personally um but no i it, of all the of all the episodes so far it was definitely my favorite it's one that i've seen more than once it's one that i would enjoy watching again so no i, I it was a good episode and what about the series overall where would you rank this <sighs> it's a series that possibly should never have been made <laughs> that's still that's still where my head is. Um, it's a series that, with a simple change of the main character, would have done away with all of the contentiousness with this show. Um, but I did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it more than the book of Boba Fett. I enjoyed it a lot more than the Book of Boba Fett because overall, as you went across the the six episodes, there wasn't there wasn't really bad episodes, if that makes sense. There were problems with the story and how that story fits into wider Star Wars, but there weren't not not like when we saw Book of Boba Fett. There was nothing like that. So so I would put it above Book of Boba Fett. Possibly I think there were bad episodes, part. Dave. Sorry. I, I think there might have been bad episodes, actually. In Book of Boba Fett or in, in, a, in, in Kenobi? In Kenobi. Like, okay. the middle was getting pretty weak. 
Um, I'm not saying it it was episode four, wasn't it? Which was that repetition of episode three. I'm not saying there weren't dodgy bits of it, but I would say overall as a season, as a series, it was enjoyable, more enjoyable than Book of Boba Fett, definitely. And there were moments that made it better than The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember we discussed it before. I really think they missed a trick in not pulling it all out at once. Because the week gap between them, I know we discussed it on the last podcast, it it was not made to be an episodic series. The conclusion was absolutely epic for the story they were trying to tell. Yeah. But because of the gap between it, there was enough time to pick it apart completely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't have had that time if you'd been able to watch it all in one. You might have been a bit more, or by you, I mean me, a bit (laughs) more sort of... Forgiving. Exactly, exactly. I think Hitchcock used to say, like, I don't care if they question it after they've left the movie. Yeah. Meaning basically, like, as long as I've got them while they're in their seats. Yeah. Yeah, I I think think that's probably right. I mean, as I say, for for the story they were trying to tell, I think they, they, they concluded it very well. And it, it was a good episode from that perspective. It was it was very good. I just think that there is so much that I'm sure we'll get into, and some people might describe it as nitpicking. I describe it as just giving a damn. Um, that we that we probably will discuss, which I just think are absolutely head scratching as to how they could write some of this. Can can I just interject there, just because you you've mentioned nitpicking? Yeah. Um, now I've I've seen a number of comments across social media, um, Facebook and and Twitter, and I feel the need to comment on that in in some way. Um, and it's the fact that some people like some Star Wars content. Some people dislike some Star Wars content. It's perfectly valid for everybody to have their own opinion. There is no harm in some people liking some things and some people disliking some things. And I think one thing that we've we've been doing these podcasts now since when The Last Jedi... In fact, the first one was just before The Last Jedi came out. And... We all know how that split the fandom and an opinion. And one thing I think that we've tried to maintain all the way through this is that we appreciate that people have got different opinions. And we've never gone out of our way to attack any individual for having a different opinion to us because all opinions are valid. Um, it's, but, it, but, but, and I would say this, but just because something carries a Star Wars logo on it, it is not an automatic rite of passage that it is quality. And I would say that that's something that we've all been aware of and we can all say. And you can be nitpicky about the original trilogy if that is really what you've got an issue with. It's like you could you could put apart the fact that a bunch of teddy bears took down what would probably be an, an elite imperial garrison. You can pull apart the fact that um, a gang lord looks like a massive slug, it, it, but it, I would suggest that the original trilogy as a whole works from start to finish. 
And that's why I think they're beloved of all the fans. And what we now see coming out of Star Wars is patchy at times. And what we see is a lack of consistency and sometimes a lack of care and a lack of quality. And just because it has that that Star Wars logo on it, it doesn't mean that we as fans should just roll over and just say, yay, Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, I would take you back to when The Force Awakens came out and George Lucas saw it for the first time and he didn't like it because he said there's nothing different in it. Mm. It's the same. Just because it carries Star Wars, it doesn't necessarily... Like with Kenobi, I think at the beginning of any Star Wars project, you have to say, why does it exist? What's it going to do? And what's the story we're going to tell? And sometimes I watch these most recent Star Wars, and I think they, they don't know the story that they want to tell from the beginning to the end. It just doesn't feel that there's any reason for it to exist. I, I, I cannot see, for example, something like The Bad Batch, why does that exist? Something like Kenobi, why does that exist? What does it do to the story? How does it further it on? And I think a particular problem with Kenobi is the fact that you have George Lucas alive and not participating in his major characters. And it's so clear to see. And obviously we don't know this without asking him, but I would I would guess that this is not how he thought those characters behaved in those years. Because it, it's because there is no, it doesn't do anything. The, the part of the problem that you always have with them going back to established characters and covering a period of time where you know they exist later on in the story, it removes the threat. You know for a fact that Kenobi was going to survive this. You know for a fact that no matter what happens with Vader, the pair of them walk away. No matter what happens, Leia will grow up to be a twenty, a twenty, well, nineteen-year-old for a new hope. So, so those are the three main protagonists, hmm. and those are the people that you care about because they tie into the wider story. But you already know their answers and their their story and where they go. So it removes some of the threat. So I, I do understand where you're going with that, definitely. You're also starting to see this odd thing of retconning retcons as well in some ways. So everything <laughs> kind of must have a next deeper level. So, for example, um, you kind of think, you know, how the rebellion started and then you see, because when you see Rogue One, you kind of think, oh, that's how it begins. And then you watch um, Rebels. So, and, and, so, and, then, and then it's like, oh, there's actually a bit before that. And then you watch this Kenobi and you go, oh, there's a path. There's a bit before that. And it's a bit like you can't keep going to the same well and trying to add to it because it gets too complicated and it starts to not make sense. Like, it's like it's so uncreative to just be like, and then this happened to this thing that, that happened to this that happened to this when they've already told the story twice. I, I think you're being generous by using the word well there. I would say that. Disney at the moment are looking at the OT and the characters that were involved in the OT as cash cows. And I'd actually say they're all feeding at the same trough at the moment, not necessarily taking from the same well. Go for it, Justin. <laughs> all right. So here's my piece on that. And, and it's been the same from the beginning. You know, they tried to make the sequel trilogy. They tried to give us new characters and it didn't go well. So 
Then they kind of backpedaled, and then the Mandalorian came along, where it tertiarily had Luke Skywalker, probably the biggest reaction they've had to Star Wars since the announcement of a sequel trilogy, right? So they're like, okay, you guys want this stuff? Here you go. Here's Kenobi. Here's Leia. Here's all this stuff. You guys want to ride the nostalgia train? We'll give you the nostalgia train. They own the licenses to those characters. They can do it. You know, McGregor's, you know basically the same age as Alec Guinness, right? <laughs> At the time when they filmed A New Hope, like in real life. So, you know, they they have these people. I mean, unfortunately, you know, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher isn't around to do any sort of Leia stuff. And, you know, there are people who are going the guy who played Grand Moff Tarkin. Like, I couldn't believe Grand Moff Tarkin didn't show up at all in this. Like, I know they have that character model, you know? Um, so, overall, I, I don't... So, I liked the episode, but I knew, obviously, like, they spend a lot of time doing things and going after characters who you know can't die. And that, of course, as I get older and have a, a wider scope of how story is told and understanding of that, those become, like you said, they don't... It doesn't have any teeth to it, right? So... Well, I enjoy what I get to see because it's really cool to see, you know, an, a lightsaber battle that's heavily colored in red and black and or red and white or red and blue, I mean, rather. And uh, to see those things is okay. And to have those conversations, it is more the interpersonal relationship. You guys kind of, we were kind of talking about this just before like the podcast. Like one of the things that makes this, the series The Boys on Amazon so good is that interpersonal relationship and the character development. It's not all just about, when these two characters face off. I mean, it is, it is. And they do tease that, right? You know, through that series. And maybe it's because this is something that's, you know, I guess been talked about for months and months now, you know? Cause I mean, initially this was supposed to be a movie. And I think, you know, we all kind of agreed, like you said, you know, had they all just been, not had a week to go between, you know, maybe and watched it all in one sitting, maybe it ha does, you don't have as much of a problem with it things like that overall i think this it was fun to watch i had a good time it was a lot like both and i had a good time doing it but it feels very disjointed in some places and i i don't yeah it rubs up against my canon uh, of things that uh that we know to be true and certain lines that are said and stuff like you know alex sent me a picture of you know the obi-wan and uh yoda um scene where he was like well, I guess that's it. And he goes, no, there's another. It's like, how do you not know there's not another? You knew she existed. <laughs> but, like, that's been a problem since the prequels. He knew there was two of them. Yeah. You know, and I did think it was interesting because I had commented and criticized about how Owen, or about how, why he gave them to the to Owen and Baru to begin with if he was just going to start training him at, like, three or five years old, right? But they did kind of, comment on that here in this episode so i did kind of respect that there was some things in the end of this episode that really caught me off guard like i didn't see the trajectory for reva going that way definitely thought she was going to take a lightsaber you know and she did you know and but then of course you know like i like i tweeted right there was how much time does it take to get from one place to another like at the very least show her getting in an aircraft in a spaceship because mm. it's you know she got stabbed they're in space. Then in the very next scene in this new show, new episode, they're they're running through space and suddenly she's already on Tatooine. Already like in the city, already questioning people. Like, I, I don't know, like build to that a little bit. So much like I've said before, I think 
the characters in this are great and there's new characters in this that are worth telling a story for and maybe they should have been the main character flip this script make it about reva make it about her redemption arc because her redemption arc is compelling but at the same time there's so much not said or explored that it's not enough for me as the viewer i think to completely connect with her Mm. at least not in the way i think that's meaningful because she was always the foil it was supposedly it was never about her but as you went through the story it became more about her um and 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 hats off to ali sally called it and he did actually say that there would be a redemption for for reva so hats off you got it right i okay i i understand that but i actually do think there are some things in here which are tactically even worse than that because we've seen it and it's now a definite pattern i've just written down so nobody ever dies in star wars we know that han solo he didn't he came back in a vision he was a ghost he was dead well Tyler's... was he though was he no one actually ever explained that because he just appeared <laughs> but it was like what was that anyway so yeah. nobody dies Tala and ned b are pretty dead lightsabers don't kill anyone i mean we can talk about the darth vader bit because like when when obi-wan hits him and i've watched it four times now and really slowed down the scene he cuts him through that helmet why that doesn't go through his skull i have no idea yeah i it's it's not possible that it just it, it's off. Possible. yeah it's not. so lightsabers don't kill and star destroyers don't destroy and there is bad writing intertwined with that. So, like, for example, here's a question for you guys. I'm just going to go on a wild thing here. So, tell me. Strap in, how, viewer. How did, how did Obi-Wan uh, end up on a planet the same one as Darth Vader? Did he get into a, a separate vessel and go off? He left yeah, they the show planet, that. He went in a separate vessel down to yeah. the planet, right? Right. How did Darth Vader get down to said planet? He used in his ship. ship. He used his ship. So why did the Star Destroyer not destroy and follow the rebels and Darth Vader get in his own ship and follow him? Like because Leia was there. The storytelling. Because and like, Leia was there. It's just because such lazy storytelling. Yeah, they, you have they to couldn't be destroy there. that ship. They couldn't destroy that ship because Leia was on it. But like, but like, you can't have a Star Destroyer. And, no. and all that and not think is someone gonna say hmm but you've got a star destroyed but this anyway because flare was there dave yeah sure it was chasing it for how long we don't know yeah every weapon at it apparently it didn't have tie fighters no idea why i, it I know it. it takes us back to the last jedi Dude, doesn't don't it don't worry about it we've now got a shield that stops every star destroyer on a small vessel don't worry about it it's fine yeah. like yeah, yeah. when we watch the original trilogy right and you watch the Millennium Falcon, and they make such a big deal about this is the only ship that can kind of escape the Empire. This can do that. No, it turns out a small trade refugee one is fine. You watch, you get to the Last Jedi. Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Another, another, about five of them can do it. Don't worry about it. There's literally no problem with a Star Destroyer. No, it, it, it is detoothed. Star yeah. Destroyers are meant to be huge, menacing. Yeah. Starships that destroy everything in its wake. That's what yeah. they're meant to be. Yeah. But they aren't anymore. And like, no. I actually thought tonally there was a lot in common with the Last Jedi in that last episode. The way it looked, some of the scenes. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was the closest to 
was Kathleen Kennedy would think it the perfect story. Um, <laughs> like it was like it was it was in like even the fight scenes, the poses, the sort of almost Jesus Christ Obi Wan with his rocks flying. Like, oh, I I found some of that. It's it's fun to watch, right? But it's quite hard to digest because of what it means. Okay. So, so can I just take you both down another four exercise, which I'm struggling with? Cool. Okay. All right. Tell me what is Luke Skywalker's story in the original trilogy? He starts off as a farmer, completely yeah. un, unaware of his abilities unaware of his potential yeah um he spends some time with obi-wan yep. who gives him a bit of insight into what he could become yeah um potentially allows him to bridge that connection with the force that may have already been there but it gives him some awareness of how the force now works yeah which allows him to destroy the first Death Star, even though he's been um, chased with a by a a quasi Sith with a red lightsaber. Yes, yes. I just want to check that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> his, his journey then becomes he becomes a bit of a, a hero of the the yeah. rebellion. Right. He gains more training. Yes. Um, ultimately, allows him to come to peace with himself and understand what he is capable of doing. Yes. He then confronts his dad, yes. hoping to convert him to back to light. That fails. The first time that is, yeah? Yes. Yep. yes. Okay. Okay. Um, um, his father ultimately turns him into the emperor. Yep. Um, yep. And he manages to redeem his father. He manages to bring yep. his father back to recognising that family matters. So we, So we can all agree it was about him and his his father for the for the most part right yeah and, we, and can we agree that a force ghost sent him for a second time saying you must confront vader yes because he's the only one who can do it right yes do you want me to say that again without you laughing dave because yes. he is the only one okay. who can do it because the first time i saw everyone fight against him i thought oh here's a guy who has used a bit more experience skill found the higher ground and won but surely one-on-one -on -one, using the force obi-wan cannot better darth vader whenever he feels like it scroll forward uh 20 years turns out the fight that luke had obi-wan could have beaten him at any time yeah he literally sent him to have a fight that he could have won at any point apparently because he's stronger in the force that much we can say now, without any shadow of a doubt. Obi-Wan is stronger than Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader in the Force. It's not just luck anymore. It wasn't experience. It wasn't read. He was stronger in the Force. And that, for me, when I start looking at Luke's arc and what it was all about, I start to go, so sorry, a Force ghost asked a child to go and beat his father when he twice beat him. Yes. Well, and on top of that, I mean, you're you've gotten here, so so. Well, I was going to get here in a second, but yes, that is the part that I do not understand above all of it. Like you've, got, he sat around this entire time talking about feeling responsible for Anakin's downfall and things like that. And while, okay, so they have this heart to heart. At the same time, like 
turning your back and leaving him and not killing him right then and there, yes. you've doomed the rest of the galaxy to his tyranny once again. So that yeah. just doesn't make sense to me. And that is my biggest gripe with this. But when episode. your whole purpose from the first episode is to train a boy to kill the guy that you can do by yourself with no problem. Yes. Right. What? So, yeah. What? And so if you go back and watch now the original trilogy and you see Obi-Wan as a force goes in, Go and face your father again. You must face Darth Vader. Well, all right. But, you know, you you did it and you smashed him. You absolutely smashed him. Yeah. And you're a bit like, well, why did you need to do that? And even worse, you've now got this Reaver running around. And I want to get your point of view because this is not me. I don't know enough about this. But the Darth Reaven story. Isn't it? Or Revan? Revan. Yeah, Revan. Yeah. Sorry. Isn't it incredibly close to Reaver? Like, isn't it, this is a Sith, uh, a Jedi turns Sith, who then turns back, turns to, back Jedi to Jedi without Jedi. memory? It's like, well done, Disney. You added an N. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's Bravo. not. Bravo. It's, it is, but it's not. It's a little, Revan's, Revan had a little bit higher of a place than even Reva ever did. Um, he, he was already a Jedi Knight when he fell to Sith. Well, right, and then even within the Sith, he was one of the top yeah. people before. I mean, spoiler alert for a game light, that's dark, 20 years light, old. Right? Yes, yes, he, he flipped and flopped. Red yeah, dark, well, that's dark, kind dark. of what they... Well, hold on, so so that was the thing about that game. That game was about you get to take control of the character, and then you get to decide light or dark path in that. You can you then get to choose whether or not he returns to the dark side or the, or the, or the light side. That That was like the... That was the point of that game, amongst other things, of telling a Star Wars story. Yeah. They added an end, Justin. <laughs> I, know, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. It is a little bit different. But, like, to a degree, you had to know these stories existed if you've watched Rebels and you know how the Sith Inquisitors are made, which isn't necessarily even a, a new thing. Like, Sith Inquisitors was a thing that was in books. Now, the way they were described and how many of them there were and the, their names and things like that have changed over time based on, you know, different things. And now there's, a, you know, the obviously official canon with the Rebels and Obi-Wan Kenobi series, you know. So my, again, then that was another part of this episode that makes no sense to me or, or, or for this series for that matter. There's the other two Sith Inquisitors who we just never hear from. We have no... We have, you have no final. They do nothing to... to I mean, and I get that you get that in Rebels, but as a viewer who maybe doesn't watch that, I think that's pretty lazy storytelling, in my opinion, to not give them some sort of button on their story. Because they did have lines, and they did have... Motive, like, well, at least at least the one guy who's from The Fast and the Furious. Um, the, the, the other sister, they didn't spend nearly any time on her. She gives a couple commands and is in the room. But like they, I, I get the feeling that maybe there was maybe potentially more of their story that just ended up on a cutting room floor. Yeah, I think you're right. Possibly. But, so just to, to pick up on something that you said there, Ali, about okay. the fact that um, Obi-Wan Kenobi managed to beat Vader with the Force. And I'd, I'd say I said that I, I don't want to... I don't wanna, I don't want that to be missed. I think that is that is key. That is very important that you just pointed out there. If if you think that the idea is that Obi-Wan is left for dead, he then manages to to finally tap back into the serenity and, and the force. He 
gets it back again. Go on, Ali. Okay. I also had a little bit of an issue with this one bit. But because of... I don't know... I'm assuming you guys have both seen the film Hook. Starring Robin Williams with Peter Pan version. Did you not think it was a little bit like... So Peter for the, in that film, Peter Pan's lost his powers, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets back his powers with his happy thought, which happens to be his children. Yeah. Did you not think it was a bit weird that it was kind of like, oh, I'm being crushed by the thoughts of Anakin and my own failures. Leia, my happy thought. Leia, my happy thought. Leia, my happy thought. Vroom rocks. He was just about to fly and go, Leia, it was you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like... <laughs> Sorry, happy thoughts now. What? What is that? What does that mean for the force? It felt like they took us, for me, as soon as I saw it, I literally like, happy thought, happy thought, must find my happy thought. There it is, Leia. Hey, I'm now super Obi-Wan. I can chuck rocks at you like anything. Fear not, you cannot touch me, Darth Vader. And I was like, it was a bit like, do you remember in the 90s wrestling in WWF? Where yeah. like you would have like the wrestler being really defeated and the crowd would suddenly get him and be like, My God, Jim Ross, I can't believe it, he's back. And like <laughs> Tonka, I'm mainly thinking of he like so, get, go, boom, boom, boom. And he's back in the fight and then he wins and the crowd go wild. And I was watching that and I was thinking, Oh my goodness, who thought this was a good idea? I enjoyed the scene, right? And that's what I mean. I objectively enjoyed watching it. But all the time in my head, these thoughts are happening going, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? Yes, it looks good on a piece of paper. Yes, it even looks quite nice to watch. But what are you doing? Well, but but that's that's the thing then. So, So he goes into combat against Vader. Now, we've seen that at this point in time, Vader is single minded. He's angry at kenobi he's he's raging at kenobi his entire being is around bringing kenobi to justice from his perspective for what he did to him from the disfigurement that he carries from the the injuries he sustained he is rage he is boiling rage you could not find a more incandescent vader than we saw at that point. He was as deeply within his rage as he could ever be. And according to to, to Canon, the Sith get their touch with the Force via passion. Whether that's whether that's happy passion, because the Sith can actually get their 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 power from good thoughts the reality is that quite often it turns to darkness because of the nature of how emotions are interlinked and passions are interlinked so he would probably he would never have had a stronger bond with the force as he did at that point in time he was as i said he was boiling with the force at this point he was probably getting as much force as it was possible to get and Obi-Wan trumped him with the force, beat him to pulp, left him as a broken creature again. And then and then to touch on this this breakage, you 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 could argue, well, he didn't want to kill his friend. Vader in that scene 
turned round to him and said he had murdered Anakin. It hadn't been it hadn't been Obi Wan who had um, brought about this ruin and, and destroyed Anakin. Vader did it. It was within Anakin all the way there, and it was Vader finally coming to the fore, and it was Vader that destroyed Anakin. So at this point, if Obi Wan has got any any view of you know what this is still my friend that was gone and 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 furthermore to that where was that view when he managed to push all the rocks aside he could have pushed all those rocks aside and if he really just wanted anakin to walk away into the sunset and believe he was dead he could quite happily have waited for anakin to go push the rocks aside and gone back to his ship and disappeared and he would never have never have crossed paths with Anakin, with with vader again instead he went and picked a fight with vader what was he expecting to happen there he was attempting to destroy vader if he'd accidentally cut his head off will you have shown remorse yeah probably but he started it he started the second round of attacks. So for him to then walk away, once Vader even admits that Anakin is dead and he murdered Anakin, his friend's gone. Why not put this creature out of this galaxy's misery? Yeah, that wasn't defensive, was it? It was. It, it he was on the attack yes. as much yes. as the attack could be. Now, I have seen people say why he didn't do it because, and it does go back to something Anakin did with Count Dooku, where it's not the Jedi way. It's not the Jedi will to kill someone who ha- who is defenseless at that point. Even Mace Windu I, was going to kill Palpatine, though. I mean, yeah. come that, on. I'm kind of this, like, this I don't agree different. with this that. Is, I think that's a... This, I, this is a Sith Lord. It's an opt-out. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a Sith Lord. Because uh, uh, Dooku, the difference there is that Dooku was effectively a prisoner of war. They could have right. walked off that ship with with Dooku and taken him into custody. So that's why you could argue, well, Anakin didn't kill him when he had the chance. Whereas this time, it was one against one. He was battling a Sith Lord. There was no justice. There was no one to take him to for punishment. Death is the only option at this point. But I'll tell you the reason that they didn't kill him. The the real reason that Obi-Wan didn't kill Vaden was because they couldn't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only reason. There was no plausible reason in the story. That was always going to be the problem with this, though, and that was always our that was always our contention when they announced this series and when they first started talking about the fact that they were going to have a confrontation in this. Was it doesn't? I mean, let alone the fact that it it compromises a new hope in in certain ways, obviously. But even in and of itself, like we said, there is no stakes. At best, you have a stalemate, a draw. That's the yeah. best you have. And at this point, it's just like they did it just to kind of make it look cool. And but yeah. Don't get me wrong. It and looked I have amazing. another question for you out of that. It looked amazing. And it was my favorite no, episode amazing. of the series. But it, but it makes it, it's so problematic. And let's say, okay, so who do you then think? Say, say if the Grand Inquisitor saw Vader in that state after he'd been beaten mm. with that mask like that, Grand yeah. Inquisitor, first thing he would have done. I mean, obviously, we know that stabbing someone doesn't kill anyone, <laughs> but like, surely that it was the Grand Inquisitor's like, opportunity. Surely, Darth to Vader, if they, if they see him in that state defeated, that means that Darth Vader is not the person they think he is. Yeah, and yeah. and like, I I kind of I personally think that 
they've done a bit of damage to Darth Vader as a character through this because he is now very defeatable by his old master and very fallible as a character. And people have now, well, number one, there's someone out there in the universe who knows who he is, who isn't dead and just running around. Well, <laughs> two, if you count Ahsoka, I guess. Um, you've also got now a character, Ahsoka might not know he's alive right now, but she will at some point. Well, that's the thing, right? I think that this is before Rebels, isn't yeah. it? So very technically, this is before she's yeah, this is before she's discovered his identity. But we lived in this world for 20, 30 years, right? Where we believed that the Jedi was so on its knees, there was, that no there was only two people left. Yeah, turns the out there were lots of Force users, lots of people around, and it turns out that the big bad. I guess you could call the Emperor the Big Bad. I do appreciate that. But the Big Bad, Darth Vader, is easily defeatable by one of the main good guys who, for some unknown reason, when he had to fight him again, decided not to fight and become a Force Ghost, even though he can easily beat him in the Force whenever he feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even slightly contentious anymore. Like, he could have literally used the Force in A New Hope and absolutely wipe the floor with him if he can do it then. He could have ripped the, he it's could not have ripped the Death Star pieces. Isn't. I've seen it. My own eyes tell me that I've seen it happen. Yeah. And yeah. that is like, why did you think that that was a good idea? Because the people who wrote this are not necessarily invested in the it's story. It's fan service. People just wanted to see the fight, so they made a show where they could make them fight. The now, rematch of the shift. century that everybody wants. That's what we were told. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's people who wanted it. Alex had, and Alex isn't here, but Alex had, had made a point when I was talking to him that I thought would have at least made the scene a little better was when, when Obi-Wan was buried, like, that would have been the perfect time for Qui-Gon to appear. Not, like, just tacked on at the end. At least then he could have maybe found some sort of inspiration from his old master and there could have been some reasoning. But, yeah. Also problematic that because, of course, in The Rise of Skywalker, we know when a Jedi is at that point, any Jedi who has had no training, talking about you, Freddie Prince Jr., can apparently converse into the Jedi's rise, Ray, Ray, rise, 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 Ray. <laughs> like, I thought, again, to your point, I thought that was the moment to do it. Instead of just Vader in his voice and happy thought, happy thought, Leia. Ah, oh, Leia's my happy thought. Yeah. Right. It's very weird. It's just very weird. Russell, like, can you go back? What is this about Freddie Prince Jr.? Well, you know, Freddy Prince Prince Jr. Jr. was um, Kanan, wasn't he? And Kanan's in was The Rise he? of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. Well, today I learned, kids. Did you not? <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that's a dream. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're talking about the part of the last of uh, the Rise of Skywalker at the end, where she can hear all the various Force ghosts. Is that what you're talking How about? How did that happen? This is an interesting. Yeah. Not, that, all those ones didn't have the training. Yeah, don't worry. Straight in the air. <laughs> what? I mean, once I they, mean, you know, Qui Gon cannon break if you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Obi Wan's costume at the end, though, when he went to see Luke and stuff. Uh, just before he took off into the desert, like that's probably like one of my favorite looks for him. I like well, the goggles. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I pointed out to you, to you, Justin. We had the conversation on on Instagram, and uh -huh. there is a Hot Toys sideshow collectible Hot Toys figure that probably came out 
probably about four, five, four years ago, maybe. And it's called um, Obi-Wan Kenobi Mythos Figure. And it's the Alec Guinness. Um, it's probably Alec Guinness about 10 years younger than what we yeah. saw him in A New Hope. So about comparable to what we saw. But his costume, even with the goggles, is very, it's almost a carbon copy of what we saw at the very end of season six. And and again, I love that costume. So you're saying four five years enough, ago when they were in production of a film? Yeah, but it was Alec Guinness's head rather than... Yeah, it was, it's, it's sculpted to look more like Alex Guinness. Yeah. But it's funny because when I looked at it, it kind of looks like the uh, the actor who plays Owen. Yes, slightly. Yes, yes. slightly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Do you, oh, sorry. Do you mean Owen and Veru Inquisitor Killer? Uh. <laughs> no, we must stay and fight. You're gonna do what? <coughs> and then, then you're gonna. Sorry, you're gonna do what? And you're not going. You're, you're going to shoot. Gu- you're going to do what? You're going to shoot guns at her. And there's robots chopping off people's hands five minutes earlier. Last time you saw her, she's yeah. in the market chopping off everyone's hand, killing everyone. And you think, do you know what? A couple of guns that'll do it. No worries. To, to be fair, they may have not known who she was. Someone was looking for the for the boy. I reckon. Yeah, well, I mean, he'd already met her, hadn't he? So he met like, her. Who could it possibly? And the fact they kept saying she's coming. She'll come. Yeah, suns go down. And okay. like they made a, the Inquisitors made a good point of announcing to everybody who and what they were in that yeah. first episode. So, like you said, they were chopping people's hands off. I think that that gets around a small town in the, in the middle of the desert. After <laughs> I tell you happens. what, I am running as fast as I can into those places that Boba Fett found. I am running to the trees <laughs> of mysteriousness <laughs> and never being found. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm dry. Oh, I'm running to one of the other. What you call it? What was the one where the sheriff was? Yeah, different towns. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Oh, different towns. Yeah, go there. You Los Palgos. Los Palgos. Yeah. Thank you. Like, just go there. There's a sheriff. You can get people. Yeah. <laughs> the bigger yeah. they make the world, the harder it is to believe some of this stuff. I know. Yeah. But I think I think had they made Reva the main character and it and it was about her knowing who who the Darth Vader was Anakin, like that gives it stakes because you know she's you know potentially going to be killed for that knowledge. You know, then she find then she potentially finds out about Luke and Leia and kind of thing and starts like you could easily have that be a very interesting storyline. Then you only get brushes with Obi Wan Kenobi and Vader and you don't have to have them fight and it doesn't cause any issues that's you know that's what i would like to see and and then maybe you do do an obi-wan but maybe make it about obi-wan searching the galaxy for four sensitive kids like i said before that are getting snatched up you couldn't and or maybe it's not obi-wan maybe it's qui-gon or uh not qui-gon uh, Boss. Yeah, yeah you know and i know i've, I've discussed all this before but here this, we are this entire show could have worked if that had been quinlan Voss. it could have could have worked but really we, well we, we got a new jedi yeah, and we will be having a lot of these these conversations because none of the canon issues would be issues, and it wouldn't. It mean that you wouldn't necessarily need a big face off at the end between him and Vader, because no one wanted the rematch of the century idea. And if you've ever read uh, Dark Apprentice, it's like uh, it's a book where they wrap up Asajj Ventress's storyline. Yeah, 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 it's Voss. really good. It's a really good book, and really. like. I'm thinking there they talk about how like one of his force 
abilities is the ability to touch an object and sense its history. Yeah. yeah. And like that could have worked so beautifully as like a detective type situation where he's looking for force sensitive families that have been snatched up. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Call me crazy. No, no, I, I agree. There's definitely a good story in here. I don't know that it needed to be an Obi Wan. It's much like it's it's much to like what you guys said with with Book of Boba. It's it's okay, but it's, it's it was noticeable it's, though to me that Episode five and six were better than all the rest. And on that, it was yes. noticeable that there was a second writer involved, and yes. that writer was the guy who created Toy Story and other things like that, Mister Pixar himself. They had a better. I almost feel like they got that guy in and he was like, I've got to do the best I can with what you've given me, guys. And geez, it's not much here. You say that. Because <laughs> he then concludes still... the story really well. Yeah. 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 I, I would say that. But then, right. as you pointed out, you still end up with the long, slow chase through space, which was just a stupid choice. You, you could have got a. You could. Okay. Now. In some ways, it was a ploy to allow Reva to get to Tatooine first. That was part of the reason for it. Uh, and partly to allow Vader and Kenobi to have this rematch of the century that everyone's been waiting for. Um, so you could have got you could have got past the Reva bit just by having them, because that, that shuttle, that, that um, refugee craft, was heading to a different star system. So that could have still been heading to that star system, and at the same time, Reva could have gone back to this planet where, where Luke was. So all of that could still have happened. There is no reason for that really slow chase. There isn't. Other than to allow Vader and Obi-Wan to have the rematch of the century. That is the only reason for it. But it's such a poor way of doing it. As you pointed out, a, a Star Destroyer has got over 100 TIE Fighters. It's, it's Vader. It's Vader chasing them. Vader doesn't give a damn about life. He would be making those TIE fighters crash into that freighter to make it stop. He would have done everything in his powers to stop that freighter. Instead of, let's just bumble along behind it at the slowest speed this ship can go at. It's especially it's especially contrasting to like what we saw when they were on the mining planet, where he's literally pulling innocent people out of their houses and snapping yes. their necks for no reason other than to to bait Obi Wan out, you know? Yes. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, Star Destroyers are meant to be like the worst possible thing you could come across in space. I mean, yeah. it's supposed to be a predator. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> No. And also, sorry, just on the Ahsoka thing we mentioned earlier, uh, you, you might disagree oh, with me this, but I, I think you do run into some Rebels canon problems with the Ahsoka bit as well. Because you know when Ahsoka, the apprentice, lives and he, and um, Obi-Wan's talking to the Emperor? And at yeah. that point, Obi-Wan says, oh, it could lead me to other Jedi like Kenobi. And the Emperor literally turns around and goes, well, if he's alive. Yeah. Hmm. Well, a few years before, you definitely uh, know he's alive, and he definitely let walked away and left yeah. you screaming. Well, well, you've you've got you've got that issue now in it's A New Hope, right. where Vader says that he knows that Obi Wan Kenobi is close by, to which Tarkin tells him, "Surely he's dead by now," implying that he's a really old man. Yeah, and it's just the—I mean, oh, yeah. It's it's just 
as you know, it's ten years ago he was strong enough to whoop your ass. But you Mr. see, like Vader. on on the canon that we're talking about, second, ago, I I kind of as we were watching this, ah, oh, well, you know, maybe Vader keeps it as a secret that Kenobi exists from the Emperor. Mm, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> no. Well, no. yeah, but it, and then even on top of that, I did think that the re- I mean, it was interesting to kind of see the emperor check him and be like, don't be working on your personal stuff on company time. Like <laughs> it, but at the same time, like the emperor was so devout about killing all Jedi and, and getting rid of them. I don't understand his motivation to not be focused on that either. When yeah. one of the members of the, of the Jedi council still out there alive, like that, yeah. does, that motivation doesn't seem right to me either. Other than to say, you know, maybe he was just trying to keep Vader more focused, you know, and he was still concerned about it to a degree, but not nearly as much, I guess. But that's given it a lot of license, which I guess you got to do. But you've got all these Inquisitors, and their entire job is to go out and hunt what's left of the Jedi. Right. So for you to then turn around and say, no, just forget about Kenobi, that really powerful one that can destroy you whenever <laughs> he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if the Emperor's got one Jedi... Yeah, exactly. If the Emperor's got one Jedi to fear, it's not Master Yoda, apparently. Kenobi. Well, yeah, and where's and where was Yoda? Like, I can't That's believe there so was weird. a single bit about him. They didn't talk about him. They did. I mean, even when like, I, you could have even thought about like Bail Organa asking about him when he when he came. You know what I mean? They could have at least had a bit of dialogue. Yeah. So so okay so, I think the issue that would would in in part facing here, is that. 20-ish years ago, 2005, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, we saw this idea that the the Jedi were all but extinct. Pretty much none of them survived. Pretty much um, every every last member of the the main members of the Order who were all out on, on planets as part of different war zones, they were all taken out by their clones. You had the odd exception, such as um, um, Kenobi and obviously um, Yoda, because he was on Coruscant, so he managed to survive because he wasn't out on patrol. Oh no, no, he wasn't. No, yeah, he was, was actually. Yeah, yeah, he killed. Yeah, he killed his. Sorry, but then the, the the temple was destroyed. The temple was taken by what Vader, and and so all of the all of the Jedi are now extinct. That's that. Stop. You stop. Stop. Need to interject to this point. Go. So, at this point, we can confirm that Kenobi and Yoda go back to the temple and go through the security cameras where yeah, they yeah. see plenty of stuff. But unfortunately, apparently missed the bit where the younglings either survived or simply walked off. And apparently, they didn't bother to go check in case any of them were alive and pretending to be dead. Well, well I'm, yeah, well, I'm working on the basis that at this point... They were in the temple and they didn't go yes. and check. Yeah, That's yeah. mental. That is mental. Well, well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm working on the basis that that in 2005, yes. our entire perception of this was yes. nobody survived. Yes. Nobody survived the purge, and so you had a very old Yoda, you had um, a fairly young um, Obi Wan Kenobi, but someone who would have to now disappear because between the two of them. There's there's not enough between the two of them to mount a, a credible resistance against what's now amassed against them. So they went into hiding, and we know that that for for whatever reason, Yoda became mad crazy hermit living off frogs, 
and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi decided that he was going to look after and stay close to to Luke because between Yoda and and Obi-Wan in 2005 their view was that now is not the time for the Jedi but the Jedi could come back again potentially through a descendant of Vader and that that was basically where they left it you now jump forward to, to 2022 and flipping hundreds of Jedi seem to have survived the purge either as children or as Padawans or as masters and so you've, you, where do you have this idea that they, as, as a force and as a group, couldn't mount a credible resistance led by the Jedi against the Emperor? And here's another one, sorry, Dave. You know, on that transporter, which I described earlier, that they decided not to fill up, they had a whole ship of force-sensitive people and children, and no one said... Dagobah, go there, go to Dagobah, all yeah. get trained up, and yeah. all of a sudden, you got 50, 60 Jedi, yeah. if not more on that ship. Yeah. yeah. They have a movement but... to protect Force-sensitive people. Ex- okay, except, okay, and I agree, I agree, there's got to be at least one Jedi amongst that group of people in all statistical likelihood. Force sensitive doesn't even doesn't necessarily mean that no, you could be trained all the way up to a Jedi. It, it, your power level is going to vary because there were people who worked in the temple and stuff who were force sensitive but weren't necessarily able to to become well, you, Jedi. You you had the um, was it the farmer corpse? So if, yeah. if if they were not strong enough to become a Jedi Knight. Um, which is a strange a strange terminology when you consider the fact that. The, the Jedi were the peacekeepers, and yet they use terms like knights. Their their principal um, means of identification tended to be a, a weapon. But anyway, that that aside, uh, if if you weren't strong enough to become a Jedi knight, you could go into the it was it the agricultural corps or something like that, where you would go off to other planets and help develop and temple guards. Yes. Well, there's temple guards. There's Which also became the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. So you could have some half Jedi's then. Yeah. Right. And then there's counselors too. Um, yeah. People who who dealt with like arbor, arbitration and things like that, who were like mediators. Um, yeah. So, so you know they did have different factions of people. Yeah. But but like you said, there there were people on that ship. The path was established to get these people somewhere, and to help these people escape the 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 empire. And why weren't they funneling them all to one location, one planet, where you would start to build up a force of force sensitives and Jedi, because Jedi would rise within that. But also, when you get to A New Hope, you're kind of in this world where people believe Jedi are this sort of... Did they even exist? Yeah. yeah, did they even exist? And yeah. yet you've got these Inquisitors all over chasing yeah. these Jedi and people seeing it all over the galaxy. Yeah, so obviously in every it corner. Did exist. <laughs> it's like how, like it's, particularly, let's say on a planet like I don't know Tatooine, where Han Solo, for example, says he's never heard of it. Hello, <laughs> what? Do you remember that thing ten years ago? Well, that person, yeah, it was a few of them. Yeah, with a red thing. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah, yeah. they do make it a point in the beginning of the series, though, to talk about the fact that like 
because Rev is like obsessed with finding Kenobi, right? And like they do comment about the fact that like he must be dead and he's gone. And like nowadays it's slim pickings. Like they do make the comment that they've hunted and hunted and hunted. And now it's here's one that pops up here every once in a while type of deal. It's like it's almost like they did do that initially and they were very busy initially, but now it's you know winding down and they're downsizing in the Sith, Sith Inquisitor Corps. <laughs> So but there's make also sure like there's pop up fake Jedi's as well out there. Well, yeah, but you, I mean, even Reva dismissed Haja in like a matter of seconds, and had she not sensed. No, no, but what I mean is, is that the concept of Jedi must exist for people to go to him for protection. Sure. Yeah. That's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. So it's just it's very like but, I just yeah, the concept wish of Jedi. it'd be very clean because you're. I, yeah. Go full circle to your point, Dave. I agree. The position that we were left with in 2005, right, fits with what went before it. Yeah. The position in 2022, based on the things that have happened since 2015, are problematic for stuff that happened 40 years ago to be generous. Yeah. And downright careless to be accurate. And and that's then where you where where personally that's where I then have a problem. Because I appreciate the fact that Disney is still, to some extent, finding their way through what they want to try and get out of Star Wars. They're trying to make it generate revenue because that's their, that's their primary goal. It's not really to tell stories for us. It's not really to make us happy. It's to generate money for their shareholders. That That is what they're trying to do. And so they're finding their way to try and find the the, 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 the golden goose basically, because that, that's what George Lucas managed to manufacture. He manufactured the Golden Goose. But that was 40 years ago. And 40 years ago, he created a story that everything else now hangs off. Everything that Disney Lucasfilm are creating today hangs off the stories that George Lucas created 40 years ago and first brought to audiences. So you can mess around with offshoots of the story you can have ahsoka because ahsoka wasn't part of that original story and you can play around with her story and see where she wants to go and how you want to take that story i have no issue with that whatsoever i have no issue with you growing new characters like the mandalorian i have no issue with you moving to an entirely new time zone and building a brand new mini part of star wars canon and history and what have you but to start messing around with what is this root, the source of all of this and start to taint that and mess around with it and undo some of the magic that went into that 40 years ago. That's what I find distasteful. But I think they think that they were building on it. And that's the odd thing. Yes. Like, I, I genuinely don't think... I don't think... No one started this project being like, we want to make things worse. Terrible right? Star Wars. No, no we don't want to... Nobody, nobody started it. Nobody filmed it think with, the, with the outset of saying, we're going to make a terrible movie. Nobody did that. You're absolutely yeah. right. And I'm not... And, and I think we all agree. It's not... We've seen worse Star Wars since 2015. Yes. Yes. Definitely, right? Since the first Disney thing came out. Live-action Disney. Um, definitely seen worse. But it just... I don't know how someone doesn't 
ask questions. And I know we ask this all the time about storytelling groups things. I, I don't understand how they've owned Star Wars for 10 years. And mm. they still keep getting the same things wrong again and again and again. They don't start off to make it bad, but they end up in a situation where they have. We, but we say it's bad. bad but they've made yeah. things worse, which to me yeah. then makes it yeah, we we say it's bad, but then there's plenty of fans out there who are lapping it up and loving it. That's true. That's true. That's fair. So maybe for a proportion of the the, the fandom, this is perfect. This is exactly what they wanted to see. I had a good time like watching it, but and and maybe this speaks volumes. I don't necessarily need a season two. No, but that's been talked about now. I really of hope course. this isn't. Because like we've got we've got um, Hayden Christensen in the Ahsoka series, haven't we? Yeah, we do. Which so we know well, he's report, reportedly. So, so just leave those. Well, two, like, well I hope they de-age leave him. Those just... away. Leave them. I hope you know, they, they de-age him a bit. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Like I think you're right. If you're going to do a season two, have Detective Obi Wan. But even then, it starts to become like Obi Wan. I've not heard that. We've said that before. Yeah. Like, how many yeah. more adventures can he have after that? Yeah, he's exactly. just had. A galactic, sorry, an adventure of galactic consequence yeah. where he could have ended mass genocide, yeah, and goodness knows what else, and chose not to. Yeah, he he briefly became the most hunted member of the entire empire, and the most powerful person against it. Yeah. But they're just like, yeah, don't worry about it. He's out there. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're not going to hunt him. Literally, you'd be like, every resource, that guy, now. Yeah. You'd go all Kylo Ren on him. Like, you know, Kylo and Luke. More, more, more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that brings us back to what I've said previously about Baylor. Baylor Organa. Baylor Organa, they all know, knows how to contact Obi-Wan Kenobi. Bail Organa is a member of the Senate. I get that. He's an important person. But, okay, let, let's liken this to real fascist regimes. Can you really see a fascist regime allowing somebody who they see as a collaborator to just carry on for the next 10 years completely scot-free? Or would they make that person disappear? Look look at the, the, the likes of what happened in Chile and places like that, where people disappeared at night, who people were just taken out of their homes. Or even Nazi Germany, where people disappeared it's what fascist regimes do and you're telling me that for the next 10 years senator bail organa wouldn't have a slight mishap in hyperspace wouldn't be preyed upon by pirates wouldn't be hit by a meteor strike his ship was accidentally destroyed whilst in transit and he's taken away dropped into the inquisitor's palace they torture the hell out of him they find out how they see how he speaks to kenobi and taking it back to even the sequel trilogy, they um, they had no problem attempting multiple times to kill Queen Amidala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but also the other way applies. I am Balorgana. You have just kidnapped my child. Yes. And I am not going to mobilize any resource against you or make any <laughs> petition or do anything. I'm just going to go, ha, 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 
Remember that time where you attempted to kill my daughter and chased her across the universe? Ah, what japes we had, old palps. I know, but that's just it. He's going to keep going back into the senatorial (laughs) uh, halls, rubbing shoulders with Palpatine, knowing full well that Palpatine's minions kidnapped his daughter. I need you to suspend your... Do you know what? I will go back to what I said a few weeks ago is, is always remember Dave when you think there is an easy plausible piece of architecture storytelling never try and make it more complicated because Disney goes for the basic every single time and they never think about what the consequences of that basicness leads to and that's we want a fight but we want nice lightsabers yeah but Obi-Wan because like you said like you literally said after you watched episode 2 you're like but we now need everyone to absolutely wipe him. I think you said mullah him, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Americans wouldn't know what that meant. <laughs> mullah, like, it's a very northern phrase. <laughs> to beat severely. Well, well I, would, I would suggest that, that in this final but, episode, like, Obi-Wan mullered Vader. But he did do it because you called it because it was the only possible thing that could happen, which meant like every single... I actually am quite keen. I haven't done it yet. But I'm going to go back and listen to the episode that we did, just you and I, Dave, because I'm pretty sure we actually outlined everything that happened in the entire series after episode two, from redemptions to how fights would happen to literally every single part of that episode. And we saw it in the second episode because because we know where it ended up. There could be no other conclusion. No. The only one I didn't understand is, is why... I, I do like people kind of say, oh, why is it so hard to believe like Leia knew Ben so well and all that kind of stuff. I kind of think it, it, their connection is a problem in some yes. like, in internet. I personally think it is. Other people might not. That's absolutely fine. But, but, it, but like, it, they are so connected yeah. now. Yes. It's kind of weird. At, at 10 years old, he put his life on the line for her he did everything in his powers to save her she saw someone use magic that nobody in her life would be able to use she saw him suspend her while she was falling to her death she saw him with a lightsaber she saw him defeating stormtroopers she's seen this from him there's no way she's not going to remember that old man called Ben Kenobi. But they could have done intelligent things with that. You know, they could have wiped her mind. He, they, could, he could have given like a gift of like, these are the memories of your mother instead of the memories you have with me. And then yes. all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, a new hope. You're like, oh, kind of smart. He's kind of used some sort of Jedi mind trick to remove some of those hard memories of him. And put the mother in place. So then when she says, oh, she was very sad. You're like, oh, I get it. But instead, you have to ascertain that she got, she was very sad from, your mother was a tremendous woman and your father was just a great lad as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And then when she's sending this secret message to him, she makes no reference to their past. Instead, she talks about him as though he's some bloke who used to work with her dad in the in the in the old old past, rather than the fact that ten. Remember, Ben Kenobi. Remember, you saved me ten years ago. I need your help again. Even more so, like you told me about my mother and father. 
when yes. nobody else has told me anything. Yes. I know some I know some kids who are adopted who I grew up with who would kill for that kind of information and you would never forget the person who told you that. No. No. And that that's that's the issue with the the series rubs up against canon too harshly. Except maybe that's no longer canon. Maybe we'll see retcons of A New Hope now. <laughs> okay, here's what I... And here's one of the things I, I'm glad you said that. What do you want to bet they reboot, remake the first three Star Wars? I've read this today. I don't think they'll do that in our life. I didn't know that there's been any conservative talk. What did you read, Ali? Sorry, it was sorry, just, it was just people talking about. Of will be with Do it, and we've aged technology. You know, they bring up Sebastian Stan for Mark Hamill every so often, don't they? And right. you know, you've got you've got Hayden Christensen back on board. You've got you've got a fair few pieces here that you can make this work like what's the name oh millie bobby brown yeah, yeah, isn't it yeah, to be princess leia and yeah stuff like that and like you kind right. of think it's not beyond disney to it's not go and do that like if you look at what they've done to the animated series of like you know beauty and the beast little mermaid they've gone live action with all that it's not ugh, it's not beyond that. And I, I do remember us discussing this. It might have been about a year ago. I kind of said before this came out, geez, how long before they actually think about doing that? Because it's they don't know what they're doing with Star Wars. So the easiest thing to do is to go, could we do the original and make it better? You know what? We could. And we can make money. But I do think Disney's in a hugely problematic situation with its films now. Because we've now seen Lightyear come out in the cinema and do terribly. And the reason for it is very, very simple. Who is going to pay to go to the cinema for a film that you can see on your own TV in three months' time yeah. that you're already paying for? Yeah. You're already paying a subscription to see it in a few yeah. months' time. Why do I want to spend, I'm not sure how much a cinema ticket is in the US, but like $20 maybe or something? Like, why do I it's want to pay? It's been a while since I've been, so I don't yeah. even know anymore. So why would you pay that instead of like, oh my goodness, I'm paying half that price for a subscription and I have to wait eight to 12 weeks to watch it. Yeah. No brainer. Yeah. And that's why I think like they're in a real problem with these films, unless they can find cinematic temples. Like, and, and when you think about what is the way to do that, well, a remake of Star Wars is definitely one of them. Well, like you said though, it'll be on Disney plus in three months. Yeah. But see, there are some things that people, you know, like, it's a third or fourth podcast in a row. I've mentioned Top Gun, but Top Gun's the number one film in the world again. It's gone mm. back to number one. It's beaten all hours. And I think the reason genuinely is, is no CGI. Using the main character who was in it 36 years ago is still the main character yeah. because we want to know what happens to that main character. We don't want to see him diminished. We don't want to see him disrespected. We want to see him doing what he does. Interesting storyline, very natural of its time. And guess what? it sells when it's purely for the cinema because it won't be the same on the TV. But and people keep going back. But, but that's why they went wrong with the sequels. 
Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's what they I was didn't say, follow yeah. that. They didn't follow that trope. They didn't look to to actually pay respect to the original characters. They looked to try and introduce a brand new set of characters at the expense of the original characters. They wanted rid of the prequels. They wanted rid of the originals. I mean, imagine. Okay, in another universe where everyone loved Finn, Ray, and Poe. That's what these Disney Plus shows would be on. They'd be following these adventures from a different point of view. But it's so toxic to touch those characters and that timeline in Star Wars that they've had to abandon it and yeah. go back to the timelines, which at the very beginning they said they would never touch because they hated the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I've said it since the, be- I've said it since the beginning. This, the, the day that they said, we're just not going to pay attention to the extended universe and we're just going to call it, you know, as we see it and we're going to do our own thing, which I said at the time is fine. Do that. That's cool. But if they were going to do that, they should have gone so far into the future or so far into the past yeah. that it didn't matter. And yeah. I know that's being a dead horse, but that really is what I think probably could have served them better you know it's like i saw to um just yesterday i saw the fact that uh who did they just add to um galaxy's edge and i was thinking oh they added fennec shan to galaxy's edge which how old okay so fennec is in book of boba fett which is end of rise of skywalker but then galaxy's edge is supposed to take place like during the during the sequel trilogy right and so that's what another 30 30 is it 30 years after return of the uh, revenge of the sith or i mean return of the jedi how long after how long after is the force awakens from uh revenge of the sith i was thinking it was about 30 years is it 30 years so how old is fennec shand then you know what i mean and why has she been added you know what i mean like We've talked about it before where Disney kind of shot themselves in the foot making Galaxy's Edge Batu and not making it Tatooine because they have really pigeonholed themselves into this time frame and, and existence era when certain characters are viable and other characters aren't viable to be there. And I, while it's great, I definitely think Fennec Shan is a great character. I just It doesn't make sense to me what, yet again why that's been added to Galaxy's Edge when she should be... 30 years older potentially than she was at the end book of Boba Fett. Because it makes money. Right. Remember, that is the entire reason. But here's the thing. When does, when does Disney cool. just eat crow and just call it Tatooine and rename it? Say that, say that. that they all got relocated by the Empire to Tatooine and just call, just, just change it from Batu to Tatooine. I would close it and I would do that, like do a small facelift over over a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that's really interesting, Justin, sorry to go on that Disney money making thing, Dave, that you just said, is their hotel, that galactic hotel, oh, yeah. is not selling out. You can get any time you want in the next few months. I think August, sorry, I'll retract that. July, I think, is fully sold out. But, but $5,000 for two people, right? And like, this is, we are the sort of fools. Okay, I'm not saying we have that disposable income, right? But we are the sort of people who our fandom is enough to think, oh my God, if, if yeah. it was like the best thing in the world, you'd only ever do it once. Yeah. A lot of convincing, but you might do it. Whereas yeah. all three of us are like, we've not even considered it. Because no. at that price point, with those characters and what they're doing, absolutely not. There's, yeah, there's, I've considered it, but I can't afford it. Yeah, I can't afford it. 
I, if I had the money, if I had the money, I would, I would, I would one hundred percent sign up and go do it. I would. I mean, my wife would go and I would do it. But how my life sits right now with inflate, and I know, I know this is not as a Star Wars podcast, but no, no, with inflation, this is important. With inflation being what it is, and what the cost of gas is, and what food costs, and survivability at this point like i've never made more money in my life but i still feel like i don't make any money because of the rate of inflation in this country so i, I would I, say I, justin when we were in so. america i i've never felt it so expensive in that country like yeah like your staples were much more expensive than what we're paying because i was like four dollars fifty for some butter uh-huh. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> it was, it we're getting, we're, and, and that's the thing, like, they're, they're trying to blame, you know, global supply lines and stuff like that, when really it's just, it's cor- corporate greed to a degree, and it's un- unfettered corporate greed at that, and unfortunately, we don't have anybody really pushing back on those things in our, in our, our sides, but anyway, sorry, I diverged, but yes, I am somebody who would, if, Given if the opportunity was pliable, I would go, I would be there. I would do it. I would not only that, but I would do, I would build a lightsaber. I would buy extra lightsaber. I would do all the things. But if it was set in the OT like timeline and it was those characters, you would (laughs) try and push yourself a bit more to do it. Right. You'd think, Oh, maybe I could just save that a little bit more because I really want to do this. Whereas uh, like, maybe I've got no inclination. Like, I'm like, I will never, ever, ever spend five thousand dollars to spend two nights with Kylo Ren and Ray. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I can I can agree with that sentiment. Yes, yes. If it was if it was OT or prequel or you yeah. know. Kind of like even if it was just set in the Star Wars galaxy and then suddenly everybody was possibly there, that would be better than it being set in a specific era, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I don't need it to be continuous there. I just need everyone that I love, all the characters that I love to be there. And it's so weird they set it between two films that they didn't know how the films were going to end. And when they did find it, they probably were quite surprised at just how much they ignored the film before. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, talking of how things end, go on. What happens to Reva now? Uh, She gets her own show, possibly called The Acolyte. Right. You think the Acolyte is her? Could be. I thought the Acolyte was set earlier. I thought that was. I thought it was High. I thought Acolyte was High Republic. Well, remember, if you remember a few episodes ago, I said to you how it had been rumored that an ending had been changed in the obi-wan series mm-hmm. i think after watching that we got our answer on whose ending was changed hers that i think they probably originally planned to kill her off at the end of the previous episode I, I was thinking that she would die and i think they've had several problems with gina canero and others and and they kind of had oh we've got an interesting that was their view an interesting character that we can build out a little bit more and obviously there's the other series with What's his name again? Help me out. The guy who Obi-Wan... No, 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 no. The guy in this series that Obi-Wan says, you're a natural leader and there aren't many of you left. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roger. Yeah. Oh, no. no. The, right, the Ray, guy who was running Ray, the path. Ray, Ray, yes. Something like that. I mean, he's definitely in more Star Wars. Yeah. No way is he not. a lot of screen time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so you can see this, that you can see I the spin-offs happening off of this. Yeah, I think he'll pop up in Andor. The timings could well work for that. That would make sense. Probably about another five years from now. 
but you see what I mean? Like it's they've used quite. But a lot that of makes stuff. sense though that they would try to just to tie everything in and and pr- use one to promote. We've seen it with the Mandalorian. I don't know how Grogu didn't show up in this series. I don't, and I, I'm <laughs> thankful. It is the one thing I am very thankful for because if they did it in this, I would just we would be doomed to that in all of Star Wars for the rest of time. We saw it in Boba Fett. Two whole episodes were dedicated to Mandalorian and Grogu, for the most part. But but considering which is part of why I don't like that series. Yeah, considering how old, um, well, we still don't know what his species is. But the species that Grogu and Yoda could get to, he he potentially he's got nine hundred years to be knocking around in Star Wars now. Well, right, and we still don't like he's older than Mando. They make under that but like we still don't know his exact age right now no and obviously yeah, it's not true, it's though. not nearly yoda's he doesn't talk he doesn't that's true do though. certain things but they but they had the easy out for that as well if he hadn't been such a popular character like he definitely would still be with luke skywalker and maybe even killed by ben solo yeah, yeah. but that was that that can't happen now yeah. um yeah it's all I, I know, I know. We see we get, there was a lot of repetition in this episode, but I'm going to go back to what I said in the very first one. I think there should be less Star Wars. I think that there oh, should be less disagree. Star Wars. I still and disagree. And it should be in the cinema. They cannot. They cannot do it. They they cannot. I do don't well. disagree that some characters definitely like this series is something that I feel like should have probably just been a movie. The Obi Wan thing should have been a movie because that character is cinematic in its presentation. I know that it was on the Clone Wars, him and Anakin pound around, but like I feel like this show could have been that. But I also don't want less Star Wars. I just want them to explore new characters, leave the old behind. And I thought that's what that whole message was when they were talking about you must kill the past and move yeah. forward. I thought that's where Disney was going with things. Yeah. We're but nearly three years into Disney Plus, Justin. The they can't do it. They literally <laughs> can't do it. At some point, you have to realize... They they can't do it. If they could do it, they'd be doing it by now. They, they, here's what they're doing. Do it. So just do here's less. Do less if you can't do it. Here's just my opinion. You're gonna get a lot of these stories right that are gonna be what we that are chafing to what we know and stuff like that. But I think hopefully what they're working on with Ahsoka and her mission to find both Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn is hopefully they're back ending into an heir to the Empire trilogy and hopefully that is the story they're pursuing to a degree because that is a good story and that is something that you can build off of it'd be amazing if they did that but they'd have to pay royalties justin they ain't paying royalties to timothy zane they already uh, thrawn already is timothy zahn so if they're gonna have ahsoka and thrawn and that happen anyway they're already paying those royalties yeah they are but to copy the exact story, they'd have to pay more. Well, but he's not going to. They don't like paying that. that. They'll have a version of it. They'll have a. <laughs> I'll take a version of it. I'll take a version of it. There'll be Grand <laughs> Grand Admiral Born, Jason Born. <laughs> we'll just change another letter. It'll be fine. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they changed Reva and Revan. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like, come on. Like, do you not <laughs> think that they oh, kind of looked up, hmm, who owns the yeah. rights to this story? Uh. <laughs> well, but they've, they've already used bits of that previous, the, the Thrawn trilogy, because you, you've already got a cloned emperor. And that was a big part of where Thrawn, right. the original Thrawn trilogy went. 
It was. And and I mean and you get a bit of Thrawn obviously through Rebels, right? So Yeah. I mean there's that, but like yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like with the books, especially like the the three set the now two different sets of Thrawn trilogies, and if you count the EU novel for Heir to the Empire, that's a third trilogy. There's been three separate trilogies of books that tell an epically arcing story for yeah. one character that could they could they could eat out on that for the next 10 years if they did it right. Just like Marvel did with Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah. But again, I know, Ali, that's given them a lot of credit <laughs> to do that. Yeah, but how much further can they push Marvel this far? Right? It, I'm not sure how much further they can push this Marvel stuff with, without the original characters. I think they're going to run into, like, you look, I know you liked Eternals, but a lot of people didn't, right? Yeah, I know. You look at, you look at, um, a lot of people are calling. I've not seen it, so you know I can't say. But everyone's saying the new Doctor Strange is the Marvel version of the Last Jedi. I've seen that around quite a bit. Like we've I just like, I, I nature like, of it. No, I, I, I saw. I saw. You're not it, dead. You're not as big a Marvel fan as you are a Star Wars fan. So I'm, I think the I'm hardcore not. Marvel fans have right, many issues with this. But but then you you could argue that, and this this is something that um, Alex has, and I, I I agree with Alex with this. What we see in the movies has always been referred to as MCU. It's not Marvel Comics. It's Marvel no. MCU. Definitely. And so well, Iron Man was never as powerful or as influential or as important in the comics as he was in the MCU. And for me, what I quite liked about the, the uh, Multiverse of Madness was I, I do remember reading Doctor Strange and Adam Warlock comic books from about 25 30 years ago and there was tones of that in in multiverse of madness i don't know if it was the color palettes and the way that the graphics were done but it felt quite it actually felt quite familiar in some ways um it might be splitting opinions now but i've always seen the mcu to not be marvel okay, comics miss marvel then is an example where it's the least watched show that they've had yeah. because there is fatigue now of marvel there's, yeah. there's there is a lot of it and it's hard yeah. to keep well, up her, her origin story isn't the same as the origin story in the in the marvel comics i don't care and i'm not or in, the, or in the game yeah so it is new i i'm actually enjoying this marvel as much as people aren't aren't liking it i'm actually thinking i think it's pretty decent you know what i mean um it's unfortunate that it's not watched nearly as much, but you know, I do think that there is a fatigue. And having, ironically enough, I literally just watched uh, Doctor Strange two yesterday, and while it was fun to watch, there's a lot of Sam Raimi in there, um, the director, yeah. and so there is a style to it. I think that is a little different. He's a big comic book guy. I mean, he did all the Spider Man movies and stuff like that. Like, so he has a very specific style, and he comes from a specific time and uh, of when comics were done a certain way so it didn't necessarily feel like the most marvelous of storytelling type things and much like kenobi i was wondering why it was dr strange 2 and not called wanda maximoff or the scarlet witch yeah spoiler yeah, alert for those people who yeah. haven't seen it well but i would say have you seen like the problems with the deadpools film that's being made at the moment with ryan reynolds moving his production company out because disney are telling him that he can't do as much as he did in the first two, and there's huge problems with that, and it's becoming too this. Marvel. And like yeah. it's it's or like, sorry, 
to Disney. And 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 I think that's happening. I think I think there is fatigue. I think there's kind of you pick and choose what you want to watch now. I'm I'm interested in Doctor Strange, for example. I'm I'm quite looking forward to watching it. Mm. But like I have no interest in Miss Marvel. There's a lot of like there's a lot of Marvel stuff that I now think is very much there's first tier and second tier. I'll watch first tier stuff. I don't really care about second tier. And I think Star Wars is going to go that way as well. If I wasn't doing this podcast, I've said this before, I wouldn't watch Andor. I just don't care about it. Yeah. Do I care about a film called Rogue Squadron? Not really. It's it's strange that because I I'm actually looking forward more to Andor than I did to to Kenobi. For me, Kenobi was a was a series that shouldn't have been made because it was always going to run the risk of playing into canon and messing with canon. Whereas Andor, you've got this ten year period pre A New Hope where they could do it without actually if if they do it in in as much sympathy as they did Rogue One, then you run you run the chance of having a really good TV show that doesn't mess with anything that exists already, that can play in its own little sandbox, but ties into the wider story really well. And I'm that's my hope for Andor. I, I'm looking forward to it and I would actually enjoy it. Despite knowing that Andor ultimately dies, I'm still looking forward to it. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if people don't tune in the numbers to this. I think it will be their Miss Marvel because there are a lot of casual fans who won't care and there are people like me who literally are like, I've just had enough of this repetition. I've had enough of it. I've had enough of the same story. And just like, I, I honestly believe there is a tier one and tier two Marvel. There is a tier one and tier two Star Wars now. I, I do agree with you that I've had enough of this time zone. They, they, Disney need to go and focus in a new era of Star Wars and stop playing in this, this, this very defined era. Look at a different period, even, even take from the stuff that already exists. Do Darth Bane. Do yes. go even further back. Go back to the origins of the Sith. I don't mind any of that. Or go forward jump forward another three or four hundred years into a, a universe where there's potentially multiple Jedi and multiple Sith. I don't mind that. But you, you see, I think there was, I think number one, there was a way to do a Kenobi series without all the problems that happened, you know, mainly because they brought Vader in. I also think like... And Leia. Yeah, I agree with that. So you're absolutely right. But can you imagine... And I know it sounds crazy here. Let me let me just say, but imagine a universe where they said, "Wow, so we've got this really important character of the original and prequel series, and we've got the guy who created it who sold it to us. Why don't we bring him back in to do this series?" Does he want to? I don't know. Well, well, we know that he wanted to do the sequel trilogy and and was kicked out by Bob Iger and Disney. So we know he has ideas. We know he wanted to do a live-action series, but he couldn't make it work. Mm. I mean, that's also an interesting point that needs to be analysed more at some point. Um, he's been on set for a few of the... the but yeah, world. it's kind of a, um, like an ambassador role, or like he had that idea in Solo. But like, right. imagine a world where Disney had said, you know what, we're going to do Kenobi, and we're going to bring back George Lucas to do it. Can you imagine how big that would have been? Yeah. And, and then, none you... Me, 
everyone else, we couldn't argue with it. We could not pick it apart the way we have because it's George Lucas and it's his film. Oh, I bet we could. <laughs> I bet we could, but the, but the answer would be the same at the end. The guy well, created it. It, the, the interesting things is when you, you okay so i know i was i've never been one of them but i know that there were a large group of of fans of, of star wars enthusiasts who didn't enjoy the prequels when they came out but how much of that was picking apart individual characters they didn't like or bad acting that they didn't particularly like or poorly acted or bad story bad bad script not necessarily bad story but bad scripting and bad directing of the scripts it wasn't necessarily that they didn't enjoy the story itself and they didn't enjoy what the story was about so i would i would suggest that i like would he, di- he di- but like John Favreau directs doesn't direct yes. all the Mandalorian. Yes, but he has a position over the top of yes. it. Yes, can you imagine a world where George Lucas had done that yes. with directors underneath him? Like yes. it would have been the biggest thing. Yeah, since twenty fifteen, yeah. since so, the Force Awakens. No, I, and, I and, and why don't they do these things? I, I, I agree. I agree. I think Deborah Chow has done a fantastic job of directing this. It did have the feel of Star Wars. It had the right tone to the actual what was happening. I just didn't agree what was happening. It was very dark, though. Like, did you try and watch it in, like, it like it was very dark on screen, I thought. It was. Too dark. It was. I, I read I, an article about that. I, yeah. I, actually, I actually, on the fourth time of watching it, I watched it at night. And I could see a lot more. And I was like, oh, actually, there's some really interesting bits that I missed because it was so dark when I watched it during the daytime. But in a cinema, it would have been perfectly good. Perfectly good. I I I read that that when they shot it, it was uh, problematic. Like the way they shot it, like it was dark, so dark they couldn't even correct it post. Yeah. 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 I can, I, I don't agree, disagree with that. Yeah. I did notice that myself. I have to be honest, I've not got too much more to add on this stuff. And I feel like we're kind of repeating what we've said for the last three years now with some of this stuff. Yes. So is, is there anything that you guys have got to like really like this is a burning issue for me that you want to discuss about? Um, I think on this, no. I think, uh, you know, like I said, I think a lot like Boba Fett, it was fun to watch, but I don't, I didn't necessarily, in the end, I didn't necessarily need it. And it's it's weird to say that considering that a younger me would have died to have both a Boba Fett show and an Obi-Wan show. But I do think Andor is going to be good. I'm really looking forward to Ahsoka. Like, those are the stories I do want. And I am looking forward to Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, I don't know where that goes now. Reclaiming Mandalorian. Wow. Reclaiming Mandalore is really Gotta be. pushing Gotta that. Be. Yeah. So I think for me, after the third episode, I genuinely hated this series. And I think I went on a small rant. You did. I think it only lasted about 10 minutes in my monologue of reasons why it was the worst series ever. I no longer hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think think it redeemed itself quite a lot in episode five and six. And there's there's some very good parts to it. I just, praise from Allie. I just wish it didn't exist. So yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> the praise ends pretty quickly with the fact that I that I don't hate it, but I so hate its say. existence. It, I, it's my head is in a very similar place to that. Now, now that you've just articulated that, my head is in a very similar place. I, it, 
the this the show as a whole over six episodes was some of the the best star wars i've seen over the last six years there's been bits of it that have been brilliant and have really felt true to star wars but i wish it didn't exist i think that is uh, a pretty a pretty like i said like i I, I enjoyed it. I don't want a season two, and I think that speaks volumes. So, you know, I think take that as you will. You know, those are, it seems like we're all in agreement on uh, the fact that uh, it feels like Star Wars, it looks like Star Wars, but we don't necessarily know if we needed that Star Wars. Yeah. So, with that, it has been an hour and 36 minutes, give or take. I know we, we, we bashed it. We talked about parts we liked. Um, we talked mostly about stuff we didn't like. But, you know, we do, it, we do love these things, despite what it may sound like to some. And, and we definitely don't begrudge anybody that loves this stuff or thinks it's the greatest thing. No. Dave said it's the, great, it's, it's the best thing he's seen in six years. You know, it's... It is interesting to have that conflict, you know, in you where you love something and yet what you're seeing you're happy with, but you're just also not sure whether or not it's what you you loved originally, you know. And I think we'll see if Disney can somehow back end into everything making sense like they did with the Clone Wars animated and making the prequels that much better. Do do we put money on season two of Kenobi? Oh, it's happening. Oh, um, I say I would put I would put money that it doesn't happen. I would put money that they make Reva a show, and that he's in that, and that maybe or maybe they do season two, and it's about Reva more than it's about Obi Wan. Okay, Justin, but, I will bet you a gallon of gas, whatever price <laughs> it is in the future, because you know with inflation that could be about fifty million dollars hey, roughly hey, hey. Time, that there will be a season two. And you know why? Because I will follow my usual philosophy. The easy thing is what will happen. And if you are telling me the biggest opening show for Disney Plus ever doesn't get a second series, I don't think you know Disney. Yeah. <laughs> is it worth it? To, <sighs> should, we, should we put it out as a poll? We should put it out as a poll. I think that needs to be the poll we put out to the listeners and see what people think if there will be... If there will be, I think there should be a couple options. Will there, won't there, or should there? Ooh, oh, should have, would have, could have, the last words of a fool. <laughs> and God, Disney are the fool. No, no, no. <laughs> so unless I'm anybody has anything else, I think we end there. I think that is that is it, folks. I think that with that, we will call an end to this here podcast. Let us know. Highly debated topic. We've got a little bit of time. What's next? Bad Batch before Andor? Um, is it Andor? I think it's Andor next, isn't it? Okay. I think End of August I... is Andor, so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I think Andor might be the next. Because For some reason, I thought Bad Batch was in something. July. Is Bad Batch July? I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. But we might get a gallery episode, and I would be very intrigued to watch that for this series how they created this series, I would be very interested to see. Oh, yeah. Bad Bad Season 2 is not until September. Mm. Uh, 
Andor is next. Well, I can guarantee you this, guys. As part of my my oh. tier two Disney Star Wars programming, if you do do a podcast series on Bad Batch, I can guarantee you I won't be on it because I've still not finished the first one. Oh, it definitely sounds like Ali's not going to be in on the next ones either because you don't want Ant- you don't want to watch Andor either. <laughs> I don't want to watch Andor, but I will, and that's the worst thing. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I am a hypocrite and I know it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, with that, I am definitely ending this podcast. Thank you, everybody. And remember, the Force will be with you always. That is all for this week's episode. We are the Jedi Council. If you'd like to know more about us, you can check us out at our website, the-jedi-council.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, at the-jedi-council. On Instagram at the underscore Jedi underscore Council underscore TJC. On Facebook at TJC the Jedi Council. On SoundCloud at the underscore Jedi underscore Council. On YouTube at Jedi Council. As well as your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you spending your time with us. And remember, 